mornings a week, we meet before breakfast for an early morning run. We spend most of our time planning and reflecting on what's happening in our classrooms. This has become our favorite professional development. So we figured, why not share these moments with you? Welcome to Math Before Breakfast. episode 21 and Ruth and I have basically not seen each other all week, right? <laughs> True statement. Um, we have not run and this is confessions at time and I, we, I've i been working on my project, which I finally got turned in. Check. Yes. And so this is my final project for my math specialist degree. And so that was a great relief, but it did not um, give us any time to run in the morning because I was up late nights. So this episode is going to be real life. We have not talked about our, our lessons with, with the exception of like a quick 10-minute groggy phone call in the morning. <laughs> so we're going to talk about fractions and I'm anxious to hear what worked in your class, what didn't work. We're going to talk some about coral counting, I'm sure, and the sandwich problem and I need to hear about multiplying fractions again. So, do you want to go first? Um, I will go first. Okay. So, I really felt like my students are in sixth grade, so we can use a week to review comparing and adding, and we'll get into multiplying this upcoming week. Well, it's Wednesday, and... You started last Friday, right? Uh, yes. And we are we're not doing a good job comparing or making equivalent fractions. It's like they they just don't have the prior knowledge that I need them to have. Right. Part of that is because I didn't say, remember when you make an equivalent fraction, you multiply the top number and the bottom number by the same thing. Hmm. I just said, prove to me three fifths is bigger than five eighths mm -hmm. because that's what you said in this problem. And I just got lots and lots of blank stares. Yeah. Um, we are struggling a little bit talking about fractions because we only know, it feels like we only know one way to do it. And so if you can't remember that, or if you do remember that and you say it, then everyone's like, Oh yeah. And there's not any discourse between well, what about this way? You, are you saying that their explanations are kind of algorithm driven? And For sure. Not like we did the brownie problem. And so. Which they, is a, that's a three act task that I right. created and uh, we'll put it on the show notes again. But we talked about it in last two, two episodes ago, right? I think it was 19. Yeah. Episode 19. Okay. So, I mean, all the way back to the brownie task, the first struggle we had was knowing how many brownies were on the plate. And I really felt like they would know that if you had a whole pan and three-eighths were gone, there would be five-eighths left. Okay. That was a no. But we didn't. I mean, when that I say we no. didn't, of course the teacher in me is like, everybody didn't get it. Of course there were students who looked at the pan and knew how many were there yeah. and were ready to move on. But there were a lot of students, and I teach this six times, so that's another like, yeah, you see, the wow, same mistake. you still yeah. don't get this from second period. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Like sometimes you do. You feel like I've taught this all day long. You should have it by now. Yeah. Forgetting that they've only had it for 10 minutes. Yeah. Your teaching resets every 50 minutes or an hour. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, 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 what did they say? If, if they're looking at a pan. So the pan had say it again, three, you could clearly tell it'd been cut into eighths, right? And three were left in the pan. Mm -hmm. So I was just getting things like, there's three pieces. Okay. Okay. Well that, like I had probably, I'm not, I don't know. We're just talking about statistics. So I'm not going to make something up. It felt like a third of my class wrote three pieces, five pieces, six pieces. Okay. So I'll take the one with six pieces. Wow. There wasn't, and that was your convincing. There's yeah. more pieces. Yeah. It's the biggest. So for me to push them into, you got to show me something else. And to be honest, I was, I really was like overwhelmed with, mm -hmm. this is not what I was prepared for. So I don't have a list of questions to guide them through this part because mm -hmm. I really thought we were going to get to the other side of it quicker. So yeah. that's when I called you and was like, 
I don't know what to do. And yeah. we're kind of burnt out on brownies because I was frustrated and they were frustrated. Yeah. So we just scrapped it yeah. and we did the sandwich problem. And conveniently, the sandwich problem has three-fifths and five-eighths in it. Oh. So, or three-fifths and seven-eighths. But there was a lot of the same, like you put a lot of thought into which fractions you put in the brownie pan. Right. So did the sandwich people. Yeah. So let's let's explain the okay. sandwich. It's out of a book um, that it's the cover screen. I really should have looked up. Mathematicians Young at Work. At Work. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Fosnot and, and Doc, maybe. Oh, oh, you go, girl, with the office. That sounds like know. some people off of the, the Christmas Carol. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I apologize if I got the wrong. Fosnot and Doc. Yeah, if I got the right, wrong name. But we'll post the link to it. Um, and also, I found an NCTM article that it's not – I think it's about helping pre-service teachers, um, but it, it digests that that particular um, problem. So we'll put that in there. But if you don't have that particular book, the green book, the book with the green cover, you should get it if you're trying to teach fractions and, and even understand fractions for yourself. So that's two books on the list that you should get if you're teaching fractions. Exactly. I f- oh, the Number Talk books was the one we talked about yes. in yeah, episode the 19. Book. Okay, three. Yeah. yeah, you need a lot of books to <laughs> teach math. Maybe we can keep a, a uh, you ought to get book list oh, running on the website. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, yes. let's do that. Okay. So do you want to explain, you explain the task because before you like just jump in because right. I have, it's been a while since I've done it. Okay. So the task is that you're on a field trip and our sixth graders are going to Washington, D.C. in April. So cool. this was real life for okay. them. And um, you got split up at lunch. Students did not bring their own lunch. The school provided subs. So there are five kids in one place, and they get three sandwiches. Okay. And there are five cl- five kids at another place, and they get four sandwiches. Eight kids get seven sandwiches, and four kids get three. Okay. So, so wait. So... Going back, every um, team has one less sandwich than they have people. Except for the team that has three sandwiches and five kids. Okay. Which makes you right away say... Feel sorry for those kids. That's not fair. Okay. So you start out with a that's not fair. And then we talk about... um, I told them that they were the adults in the situation. Okay. And... Their job was to share them for the kids. And so you could use my pop cubes. You could use graph paper. You could just draw sandwiches. And I wanted you to think about it quietly at your seat. Um, I gave them exactly seven minutes. I don't know where that came from, but mm-hmm. it felt like a good amount of time. Okay. So then we did stand and talks. So you take your journal. Um, I... Still not convinced that they can choose their partners well, so I do random partners. Okay. And this time I said, if you get there and your partner doesn't have anything written down, then send your partner to me. And I told Hmm. them that that was going to happen beforehand so that when you're at stand and talks, you're not hoping you get someone who's done all the work and you just listen. Mm -hmm. So all day, I only had one kid. Who got sent to me? Wow! Because everybody had something, yeah, you know, a, a, something to contribute. So now we have something going. And wait, can we can we talk about for a second? Um, <laughs> this is a question I'm going to ask you to ask me back, Ruth. But <laughs> like, we I think we should mention why why we have quiet, why they have to work by themselves first. You know, like why did you give them the seven minutes first? Because I think that's an important part of the task. If you want me to answer that, because it's kind of my question, I'll answer it. Right. (laughs) But I think it's time to process. And I think everybody is somewhere differently. And the minute that you put them in groups automatically, you have someone. Like, I only had one all day. But she was like, three sandwiches shared with four kids, that's three-fourths. Seven sandwiches shared with eight kids, that's Mm seven-eighths. That just popped, like, she just got it. Yeah. Um, but because I gave her time to think and then she randomly got partnered with someone who was like, this was just great. But he said, well, they're kids and they would be really hungry. So I just cut the sandwiches in half first and gave everyone a half. And then I could think about wow. what to do with the last one. That's that good. sounds like a mama right there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll so start with a half sandwich. Then we'll figure out what you can eat later. She just was like, 
everyone's going to get seven eighths. And he's like, well, let's just give them a half. That's why it looks like this. Um, which, if you were cutting subs with a plastic knife, I'm guessing that's where you would go first. Half. The least amount of cuts, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so it was really cool to have those two interacting. Mm-hmm. And there was lots of good stuff going on around the classrooms. And remember, I did this six times. So I don't know that you would find this much good in one class of 22, but Hmm. in five classes of 22, there were lots of different strategies. And one of the other ones that was really good was the student who had, he got the pop cubes and he put seven green or yeah, he put, he made seven rows of cubes and they had, um, seven green and one orange on the end of them. Okay. And I said, tell me about this. And he said, well, we did all of this. And I looked at his whiteboard and they had like cut him in half and whatever. And he said, everybody would get seven eighths. And since you ask us to try to figure out the least amount of cuts, we just were going to cut one eighth off the end of every sub. Mm-hmm. So he took those pop cubes and popped them off. And so everybody got a sub that was seven eighths long. Mm-hmm. And then one person got seven pieces that were an eighth long. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, okay, so what if I was that kid and said, I don't like the end of the sandwich because there's no meat down there. And he said, I would probably just tell you to suck it up. <laughs> <laughs> like, good answer. Yeah. Trade with another kid that likes the Right. When, when you said that, I was thinking back to... I th- I believe it's in that book. I'll I'll find for sure. But um, they talk about how the more the more fraction understanding a kid has, the less cuts or or partitioning they'll do in a in a sharing problem. Um, so so that shows that like he his fraction understanding is progressing. And I, did you know to ask that? Like, did you know that? That's what you were doing when you were saying less cuts, or did you just think I'm just gonna? That's just a challenge, or did you already know that that's a, that's like a written thing? That I didn't know it was a written thing. Yeah, I just had a lot of kids who were like, "Well, if I'm gonna share these three sandwiches with four kids, I'm gonna cut them all into four pieces and give everybody three. Yeah. So then I said, "Well, what? How could you do that with the least amount of cuts? Yeah. Um, but it, it's interesting thinking back now to the groups who didn't go to that lots of partitioning they went right to like the whole three-fourths they cut them at three-fourths and then they cut one in half so you get the fourth of this one and a half of this one like it's a number line yeah yeah exactly um so i was that's what i was also thinking about the seven eighths like he his answer could have been well i could cut here at one eighth and then i'm gonna cut or no seven eighths and then the next one you'd cut at six eighths, right? Mm-hmm. And get do six eighths plus the one butt of the other one. And then the next one you'd cut at five eighths. That'd be a real that's a really interesting like pattern that they might see about where you'd cut. Oh. You know how you'd cut at the five eighths next time. Right. I definitely would not think that way. Yeah. I, def- I definitely pulled an eighth off the end of each sub to give it to that one yeah. kid. Sorry, kid. Or see you the ones who were like feeding their hungry kids gave everyone a half and then they cut a sub into fourths. And then the last sub they cut into eighths. And they decided that that was better fair sharing because everybody got the yeah. same part. And cutting it that way allows you to um, compare it because you can see that yours is a bigger part over a half than mine. Mm-hmm. You know, that like that's one of the values of, of starting with halves is you can see how you could use one half as a benchmark. Any anytime you're sharing something, you know, or anytime you're comparing fractions, right? Like, well, how much over one half is it? Half is an easy thing to cut and hurry up and give those kids so they'll stop complaining about being hungry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I did have a couple students because we have already done fractions to decimals who just went right there first. Hmm. Like, I know, I know that seven divided by eight is the math problem that I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember because Mrs. E hasn't said enough that a fraction is a division problem. Yeah. Um, which remind me to tell you something about the iPads in just a second. But okay. seven eighths. So they wrote it as a division problem. And now they're looking at a sub sandwich with 875 thousandths. And so I'm like, well, 
how exactly are you going to share that sandwich? What are you yeah. going to, you know, cut it into a thousand pieces <laughs> and give them 875? Here, um, have some bites. So that whole like, I know the algorithm and I'm going to impress Missy with these numbers. Yeah. Really got them stuck. Yeah. Because then they had to take 875 thousandths back to mm-hmm. seven eighths to figure out how to cut it. Yeah. Um, Did, um, can I go back to the pop cubes? I think that was an interesting choice of tools. Um, did they model any others that way? They had figured it all out on a smart board or on their whiteboards, just uh-huh. writing. And then they started to go to the pop cubes and we just ran out of time. I think they were heading that way. But um, the, the problem with that is that the holes are going to be different sizes, right? right? So your subs look different because yeah. you're – and may, that was kind of their slow – approach to it because I did have another class where the student used the pop cubes to do the um, sandwich that was divided into three fourths Mm -hmm. each. And so I walked over to her desk and she had um, four pop cubes and she had cut them in half. And so she had little groups of two Mm -hmm. and then she had, she said, Missy, there's one left. And she was saying there's one sub left. But she was only holding one pop cube. Hmm. And she said, what can I do with this? How do I cut this into fourths? So you're right. It almost like you had to have more understanding of what you were doing to establish your whole. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it was interesting who, which kids went there. What are the fraction manipulatives that all make a stack the same height, but they're different colors, and each different color is split into different... Fraction towers or fraction bars. Yeah. See, but when, I, when you were talking about modeling, that's where my brain went immediately. was like, if well, you get those the one that are eights, then that is easy to, to do the seven-eighths, or if you've got the three-fifths, you get the ones that are cut into fifths or into sixths. I, I put them out, but I didn't have anyone go to them because you had to know... What you needed. What kind of pieces you need. Right? Uh, yeah, you have and to do that. And that was what you I were the, trying to figure out first. Figure the fractions in your head first so you get the right yeah. pieces. Yeah. But that would have compared like if, you know, if I was doing the fifth pieces and you're doing the eighth pieces, when we were sitting beside each other, our subs would be the same length. There's yeah. one of them, like, what's, I had wrote them down as you were talking. Three-fifths, four-fifths, seven-eighths, and three-fourths. Three-fourths. So I, I'm just remembering, um, it's been so long since I've done this problem, but there's, which one is it where if you cu- if you start with halves. Oh, the fifths. It gets tricky. Yeah, let's talk about that because, okay, so- like, let's run through if the person's strategy. So I'm going to draw three subs, which I, it just drawing them as rectangles is the best right. way so- to go. If I give everybody a half, mm-hmm. then, yeah, this is the one. So... I've split all three subs into half, and I would give out one half, two halves, three halves, four halves, five halves to the five kids. Then that's where this problem gets tricky because now you have to split the half into fifths, mm-hmm. right, into five pieces. So I had someone who did that. And then that that's what they don't know how to what to call those pieces. So my answer to that was go over to the fraction tower tub and get one half out. And figure out what you can cut it into five of. Oh, and you could use... You would use tenths. black tenths, right? Yeah. That's so all. then they come back and they're like, okay, I did it. Like, they don't even know what to take with yeah. that information. I'm not sure what right? I did, but <laughs> yeah. I did it. Um, so you talk them through it. What were the pieces called? They were tenths. So how much did everybody get? Well, everybody got... A half and a tenth. A half and a tenth. Right. All right. So... Now I want you to figure out, and this was the group who, because they did a half and a tenth, and then they put the half and the tenth together, and they got six tenths, and then they said, Miss E, the answer was right there the whole time. Yeah. Three fifths. <laughs> yeah. Because the whole, like, simplifying it, whatever, and I said, well, you know, you be the one to share that, where you just say, I have three sandwiches Shared with five people. Oh, look, it's three fifths. Mm-hmm. I have seven. And there are so many kids who are like, what? Yeah. Which leads us to the next. Oh, yesterday I was doing Desmos and they had to type the fraction. And one of the programs didn't give them the number pad with the fraction bar. It gave them the division sign. It was 
beautiful. Cool. Because I'm sitting there watching them try to type these fractions, and I'm getting, like, just the straight lines, or they're writing them three, writing them out in words. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, so I did the snapshot of one of the students who got the fraction, and I said, I'd like for someone to tell me how this showed up. They're like, I don't know. There's not that line on here. Hmm. And someone's like, it's the division sign. So now we're just writing three with the little, I don't know what that division sign is called with the two dots that doesn't show up. No, Uh, we got corrected on that. It's the vinculum. Vinculum. I said it wrong. Yeah. Two podcasts ago. Shout out to our listener who who corrected us. Thank (laughs) you. Vinculum. Yes. Not this, but what we talked about last week. Yeah. 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 So. That division sign doesn't. I mean, it's not in word. You have Is to the go to like insert in your body? symbol. I don't know. But it, actually, it doesn't exist. I looked it up in the okay. dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> I thought maybe we got really well. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> um. So it was cool just to have that little bit of learning because Desmos took out the fraction bar and made them. We'll link whatever assignment yeah. that was. Okay. So to go back to the sandwich thing, I just love this problem. I've done it in my own class. I'm like I've done it in my class. Like at VCU, and then I've—I think I did it with some with a small group of students when I was teaching in the stream lab, and then I did it at a teacher workshop. Like I was a participant, and the person did the sandwich problem. So I did it with some teachers who had—it was probably their first time doing it. Maybe maybe somebody had done it once before. Um, I've never taught it with the whole class because I learned about it after. I moved down at the classroom. So I had decided, oh, we're past that. We don't need it. But the more you're saying it, the more I'm realizing. Yeah, they might know the math here, a lot of them, not all of them, but, you know, but all the things that you're realizing, I think it would help them go, oh, I think it would connect and cement some things. Jay Shaker right. said. When you, when you said, you know, a second ago that they got to, oh, everybody had six tenths or three fifths and they're like, oh, it was right there the whole time. At least they had that aha moment. And, you know, we did never, never came back around to the beginning where they, you know, oh, we just could have done this from the beginning. You know, they had that connection without you having to say, now, what does that look like? Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm thinking I I will either do it. I might do it during um, after school, oh. like use it as a remediation. You know, most people would you, you start to think, oh, these rich tasks, let's use them for enrichment. But I really think this could be strong for after school. And I think if you don't have the strong kids there yeah. and they're ha- they have to think on their own. Yes, exactly. I think that's, that's a thinking. good idea. Okay. All right, so we're going to did you want to talk about what you did next? Well, it's really interesting when they shared that four-fifths one because you have four sandwiches and you split them in half. Okay, I'm going to draw it. Okay. Four rectangles. Right. And so you give everyone a half. Okay. So one, two, three, four, five. I have one and a half sandwiches left. So then they cut, what did they do? Fourths, right? Yes, that was where they went. So they shared that one. That's a lot of cutting. No. Yeah. If I want five pieces, I'm going to go one like that. I'm going to cut the hole into... Okay, yes. So I cut the hole hole that hadn't been cut into fourths, and I cut the half that was left over from the third sub into fourths. So now I'm giving out one fourth, two fourths, three fourths, four fourths, five fourths, and I have one fourth left of the which you're going to cut into fifths. You give that to the big kid, and (laughs) when you get to your fraction towers, yeah, you you don't have those. You don't have a fourth that you can cut into fifths so you have to use some of what you just did with the three-fifths problem and figure out that it's a 20th um and at that particular time i have a student who is she's so meticulous and she had her rectangular subs drawn and then she took that chunk out and she turned it into a circle and she cut the circle into fifths the last fourth right. of so it. Right, so it was like a enlarged kind of thing. And mm-hmm. I said, tell me about this. And she said, well, that's just a fifth of a fourth. I'm like, oh, well, we, we got to figure out what that means, right? Mm-hmm. What does a fifth of a fourth look like? And she just is giving me these big eyes like, Mrs. E, we mm-hmm. cannot do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but because she's such a good drawer, what she ended up doing was 
turning each one of those fourths into a circle and cutting them all into fifths and counting them and then coming over and saying, these are 20ths. Which if you think about it, using a circle to show fifths, she really does have good artistic skills. I could not have produced that for her because huh. I don't choose circles when I'm, yeah, you know, either. showing fifths up there. So she so, was able to get 20th by drawing. Did you ever do the whole group sharing of their strategies here? No. That's the part that I struggle with when we do tasks because they – they kind of get like bored. You know, the kids who know it and really understand it all are like, ooh, and they're hanging on to every word that everybody says. But the other half or third of the class is like glazed over. So what I did was made sure that I made it to every group okay, and made them do their thinking out loud with me. And I solidified their understanding and I okay. felt myself assured that they were able to share it. Somebody we, got something from yes. each group. And we didn't – I felt like them spending time in their groups solving all of the problems was a better use of time than managing them all back to their seats. And now let's talk about it. And I know there's merit in listening to them, but I just feel like that's where my struggle is right now. Mm-hmm. Which leads me to the article I just read from Robert Kaplinsky. Is that who you found? You've, you've I found it. Yeah. Yes. So um, we'll he, link it in the show notes. Yeah, he's talking about what kind of vocabulary you use when you say to a kid, "Prove it." Mm-hmm. You know, like prove to me that <laughs> three fifths is bigger than a half, and maybe they'll do. One half equals five tenths, three fifths equals six tenths, and just put some problems on the paper and think that convinces you instead of being able to use their words. And so he has this diagram, which I'm going to show him in class today, but he compared it to a courtroom. And he said, who's the easiest person to convince of your innocence is yourself. Oh, okay. I was going to say somebody who already believes you. Oh, so yourself and then a friend or the defense attorney because they really want you to be innocent so you can convince them that you are. Mm -hmm. So then you have the jury that's undecided as your next level. And then you have the prosecutor who is the hardest person to convince. And so you get to tell them this is the question and I need you to convince the prosecutor. I need you to convince the doubter. Someone who doesn't believe you. And then there was, I don't have it on this one, so I might not speak correctly about it, but I'll definitely link it. If I remember right, he sent it to um, Nan Johnson and she added something to it. I don't even want to tell you what it is because I don't, I don't want to get it's it wrong. It's a secret. Yeah. yeah. But it'll be there. And it was just kind of like, okay, if I put this up there, then that will help them understand the writing. And I think I'm going to do some kind of um, exit ticket assessment today because we've done this all week where you have to convince me with words um, of a comparing have to, fraction yeah problem. you have to write it because yeah. I just have so many students who it's like they're I don't know if they're scared I don't even I don't know is it lazy I think it's just that they haven't had to do it mm-hmm. you know they just need practice being able to convince you instead of just saying well it is yeah um and like comparing three fifths to five eighths, going back to your brownie problem, mm-hmm. I had a student who was like, Well, my mom just taught me that if I say, How many times does the denominator go into the numerator point zero? So, how many times does five go into 3.0? That's the first part of your decimal, it goes in six times. How many times does 8 go into 5.0? That goes in 6. So that's the first part of your decimal. Mm -hmm. But it was like that mom was giving them a strategy when the the decimals are... A little bit more further apart from each other. And so that was their only strategy they had for comparing. They were like, well, they're equal because they're both 0.6. Hmm. Hmm. 
Interesting. And so it it busted, right? That, right. That strategy. That strategy broke. <laughs> Bust that strategy. <laughs> oh, you said busted, which I got to tell you one more story. So we're we get to the end of the sandwich problem, and I was like, okay, your job as chaperones is only half over. You have nicely fair shared your sandwiches, mm-hmm. and your kids are happy until you get back on the bus. And they want brownies. (laughs) Yeah. Five-eighths of a pan. (laughs) Um, I said they start to talk about how much of the sandwich they got. Yeah. Oh, snap. Which students are probably going to be the most whiny. Mm -hmm. And those students are going to be the kids who only got three-fifths of a sub. Yeah. And so who, who got the most? And you begin to compare those four sets. And... One of my students raises his hand. He's like, seven-eighths is the biggest. Okay, well, convince me. How do you know that? And he said, well, the numerator and the denominator are both bigger than all the other fractions. Huh. So I said, okay, well, this sounds like a conjecture. Yeah. This sounds like you're saying that any time the numerator and the denominator are bigger, that fraction is bigger. And he's like... I think so. (laughs) So we put it up there and I say, who can tell me? And everyone's just kind of like trying to figure out what he was talking about. And then he says, oh, 15 thirtieths is smaller than seven eighths. Oh, good one. But both of them are bigger. Yeah. That was good. That, that, okay, sorry. I'm going to want to interrupt. But like whenever those kinds of conjectures have been given in my class – I have the tendency to, like, want to break them myself right away. You know, like, well, have you thought of this one? Oh, boom. Okay, shut down. (laughs) (laughs) Like, crush your dreams there, friend. But um, that's really strong that he was the one that broke it. Right. And then I said, I don't think I've ever said this before, but I think that we could add something to your conjecture that would make it right. Hmm. So we decided that that would be correct if they were all just missing one piece, if they okay. were all one away from the whole, yeah, then it would be bigger than the rest of them. Yeah. So seven eighths is bigger than five sixths because they're both one piece from the whole. Mm-hmm. And so then I've pulled out the fraction towers and we looked at what the kid got who got three fifths and what the kid got who got seven eighths. And the long red said they got more of a sub. You mean four fifths. That's how I, and like mentally when you first started talking about it was, you know, I, you know, I did got the fraction part of it pretty quickly in my head, but I thought, you know, I was quickly trying to figure out and that I knew that the kids who got seven eighths of a sub what they didn't get out of the sub was a smaller piece mm-hmm. than what the other kids got and taken off of the sub. And you didn't convert them to decimals because you told us that you only used fractions. You know, I was trying to think in fractions because that's what we're talking about. Uh, he's learning. <laughs> well, this is measure. It's kind of like measurement in my head for this one. Yeah, right. Because it's, you know, taking chunks out of a hole like this. Um, and it's, I, mean, I don't know how, how it's easy, but, but it was, I tried to stick to that. And that's what I did was I saw how big of a piece of sub... I'd have like to give up from my sandwich <laughs> and and realize that for the kid that's going to get all the butts <laughs> yeah, exactly. for the for the poor little sandwich butt kid that gets I only have to give him one eighth of my sandwich if I'm in that group so that's the group I hung out with. <laughs> it's such a good problem, right? Man. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff. All right, you've convinced. But what if you don't like mayonnaise and your sandwich has mayonnaise on it, Tracy? Suck it up. Okay. <laughs> uh. So, is it my turn? It's your turn. Okay. <laughs> um, I want to talk about two things, so don't let me forget that I'm – oh, you said something about an iPad. I already did it. This division sign in Desmos. Got it. Okay. Um, the two things I want to talk about are coral counting and um, my – Is that the, counting those little sea creatures that grow under the water? Nope. Okay. It's not <laughs> that. <laughs> and um, uh, you distracted me. Shoot. That's why I was saying two things ahead of time. The ribbon problem. The ribbon problem that I was going to do. Okay. okay. So those are my two things. I'll write those down so I can remind you if I, Thank you. If I you know, <laughs> it's been all, funny blow again. your train of thought again. Yeah. It's been a lot of late nights that I could, like, I'm sitting here, you've watched me yawn like 10 <laughs> times. I wrote down. <laughs> what? I wrote down coral, like, on the bottom of the sea instead uh, of. Uh, okay. So coral counting is when you count um, 
as a group and record you know, and a, a part of that. So, well, let's say like in kindergarten, you're going to go 5, 10, 15, 20, 20. You know, that's that's choral counting. But the part that we've been reading about and knowing to add to it is recording what you're counting as a group and then noticing and wondering patterns happening there. So I've been, um, I've tried it. We talked about it a while back when I, when we choral counted by decimals, but I don't think I did it quite right. Um so I l- read some more examples. I actually, you gave me a book for Christmas about coral counting, Jay, and you didn't lose this book this time. <laughs> um, but it's been sitting on the shelf and I pulled it out, read the section, uh, you know, about big kids in coral counting. It was like, I'm, and I read some, um, a blog from Kristen Gray where she had done the same thing. So I'm like, I'm just going to try it. I don't, I have, I wasn't feeling super confident about it, but what the heck, let's just go for it. How bad could it be? Right. So I, we decided we would count by three fourths, but one of the things I got out of the book, it's from Stenhouse and we'll put the link, the coral counting book is that they said you could have a context for what you were counting. I'd never thought of that. Like I was just going to go in and be like, let's count by three fourths, ready, go. But they said, yeah, right. (laughs) Let's, let's make a context. So I, my story was that. Um, at, at, this is part of it's true part of it's a lie, but that we're, um, Adley's in a, my, my daughter's in a, um, trail running series and she's got a big race coming up and we were not finding time to, to like go for afternoon long runs. So she decided she was going to run a little bit every day. And the neighborhood where she runs is a three quarter of a mile loop roughly. So, um, She's going to do three quarters of a mile every day, and we wanted to find out how much she was going to run that way if she had run two weeks every day for two weeks. So we, I said, let's go. Let's start counting together. And the the part that I made the mistake the first time, which this is so dumb. Why did I think this? But I like the first time we did this, I made the kid like one kid, you say the next number, and then you say the next number, like around the circle. And I thought it was supposed to look like that. Well, no, you're supposed to just all count out loud together at the same time because of the, now you go, now. See, it's choral counting. I know. That's why I felt so dumb when I realized that. Yes, I got it now. Thank you. Thank you. Good thing he's got that music background. Yeah, I know. So. Sometimes it takes a choral teacher to know that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Okay. So, um, that was much better than like you say the next number because that took an eternity and they were bored and you know whatever. <laughs> Duh! Why did I think that? So we all count together. You know, there's some like Ooh, moments where they're not really sure, and you can go back. You can like start over and kind of get some momentum if you get stuck. You know, um, but we counted, and part of the Im- one of the important things is thinking about where you're going to, how you're going to record it. Are you going to go down your paper, down the board or paper as you record it as the teacher? Like you're the one noting what's happening or are you going to go across your paper and are you going to like, where are you going to go to the next row, right? Like how many columns are you going to have? And, and they talk about in the book, like try different things. And I think they even have like an online tool where you can like rearrange it or something. I'm not really sure about that. I haven't tried it. But the KG Math Minds blog, she was like, I counted by three-fourths. I was debating whether to go end on this number or this number. I would went with this one. I should have gone with four four columns. And I'm like, fine. I'm not even – if you thought about it, I'm not even going to, like, think, think about, about it. it. I'm just right. going to go with I trust you. And so I ended up doing that. We went um, counting by three-fourths four times over. And then when you would – so that would make you end with the whole number because right. – Four groups of three-fourths is going to end on... Twelve-fourths, right, which is three. three. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then that's when I went down to the next row. And um, we. it was really cool. I thought they were going to get lost in, oh, we're just counting by three-fourths. And, and really, it's not that hard when you count by three-fourths because you're just saying the multiples of three and then putting the word fourths after it. Three-fourths, six-fourths, nine-fourths, like that, 12-fourths. Um, but they're like stop, stop. And they, they actually were still attending to the context. And they, several students in, in both classes were like, you're at 14, stop. So th- that they thought of two weeks mm. long, which I thought was really cool, which is why if you look on Twitter, I put my, like re- my record of it. And it, in both cases, it just stops at 14. I, I, I was kind of thinking we would go all the way, you know, to four till 16, 
the 16th count, but we didn't. She didn't run that many days. I know. Exactly. She's lazy. Bum. No, just kidding. <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> so then, then you stop and you ask them, what do you notice and what do you wonder? And one little friend was so bothered by the fact that we were counting in um, mixed, you know, in improper fractions, which we talked about this on the run. And you were like, well, you should get them to count them in mixed numbers too. And I was like, they're going to want to do that anyway. It's somebody's going to automatically ask about that, which they did. It came from them. And so then in both classes, we went through and changed everything into mixed numbers. And it wasn't as easy. Like some kids have got that. And then other kids are like lost still. On I, my eyes are big and I am nodding. Yeah. I am in complete agreement. But with I, you. but I'm, I'm really determined not to teach them like some kind of algorithm. I just think that we're just going to keep like experiencing it. Yeah. That whole divide the numerator by the denominator and that's your whole number. And then what you have left over. They'll come up with their own algorithm. That's what I think so too. You know, when you give them a, a, an example like this, that is, you know, can't, well, not tan, you can't touch running, but you know, that they can see their brain will work up their own algorithm. I mean, that's how. Brains work. Yeah, I think so too. Look at you. Boom. <laughs> it's like I've been listening to a math podcast. For I know. Half a year. <laughs> yeah. 21 weeks. <laughs> so uh, there were so many cool things, but by far my most favorite one that, that one of the things that they noticed was looking at the mixed numbers that going across the numerators were decreasing by one. So first it's three fourths. If you if you're forgetting the whole numbers for a minute. So if you're going across the thing, first it's three fourths, then it's two fourths, then it's one fourth, then it's the whole number, which is like zero fourths, right? But they also were seeing that the whole numbers were increasing by one. So first it's just three fourths, so the whole number is zero, then one, then two, then three. So there was this like uh, what was the word for that? You can't see my fingers going in opposite directions. Where <laughs> the, the word is pointing in different directions. Yeah, where the where the one was going up, one was going down, right? So this guy had like he had already commented, and you know he's like one of those impatient waiters, right? Where like they, he just has to say his thing, and I I I wasn't expecting anything very cool out of him. I was just like trying to get to everybody else to hear them once, and then I was like knew he was going to have a heart attack if I didn't call on him a second time. So I called on him and he, and he noticed that. And all of a sudden it was like, oh man, we needed that because that's what adding three fourths is. It is adding a whole right. and then taking away a fourth. And, and all around the room they were like, whoa, that's so cool. And I hadn't even thought of it that way. Like that's why we were seeing those that pattern because you're adding a fourth and take adding a whole and then taking away a fourth. So we coral counted by three fourths. We did not convert the. It was just kind of like a, I've got time at the end. I want to have them find patterns. And this wasn't a huge takeaway, but now we have that. Remember the day I made you count by three fourths and mm-hmm. you felt like you were in kindergarten. Mm-hmm. Did you say three-fourths and then did you say six-eighths? No, we said six-fourths. Then please don't add the denominators on this problem. Do you understand that that is the purpose? So I have like a a reference Mm -hmm. to go back to when you have kids who are just like, oh, a half and a fifth, that's two-sevenths. Yeah. Like it's absolutely not. And you're frustrating me that that's where you went, <laughs> right? So now I have Absolutely something not. to go back to yeah. to say we don't add the denominators, and this is why. Yeah. So yeah. Tracy's called inverse relationship. Okay, that's I the thought word. that's what it was, and I looked yeah. it up, and that's oh. what it's called. Good job. You're exactly right. I knew there was a word other yeah. than pointing your fingers in a different <laughs> way. Um, so also from the kg math minds which let me just stop and say that if you are like teaching in that fifth grade area i i'm assuming i don't know that the blog is like she's currently writing it i apologize that i don't really know the details there but like every time i'm trying to introduce something new in in this in the fifth grade math if i search her blog she has got a a, a, a write up of why, she, why she's trying or how she's trying to teach it. Maybe she's spying on you. I think so. She probably is. But like she's clearly and it's and it's very much like her thinking through 
that it's just great. So if you're right in that sweet spot, check out her blog and just use her. It's the search is pretty easy. Um, so she talked about doing a task where she, it was just, it was really simple. It said somebody needed to wrap a package and a, the ribbon, they needed two thirds of a yard of ribbon on their package and they had to wrap six packages. How much, how many yards of ribbon do they need? That was a very simple problem, but this is the, what are you laughing at already? I'm just trying to, I, I always like, when you talk about these, I go to my brain, like, how would I do this in real life versus okay, in your well, math tell us problem? I would buy I the biggest, biggest slap of ribbon they had. That way I know I got enough. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't estimate beforehand to see it. Well, now that I'm thinking of math, I was, I was going through like, all right, like, trying to figure out how much I was like, just get the biggest one. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, um, I, it's one of those cases, like this is what we're trying to do. We're trying to teach through problem solving. This is another good example. This is a multiplication problem. This is six groups of two thirds, but we haven't, other than coral counting, we haven't, haven't talked about it, you know? Um, so I wanted to see how they were going to go about it. And I just gave them one problem and I told them, I actually gave it to them while the sub, the substitute was there. So they got no, I hope they got no help from the teacher, like, and they got no help from me and they had to do, um, do it concrete. And I gave them on the paper, I gave some examples of what that would mean because they've, they know what that means. But every time they ask, re-ask me, what, what am I supposed to do for concrete? And they had to do it representationally and they had to do it. So ab- what did abstract. you tell them? They um, had to do it for concretely. They, like something that you can touch. So, and I think I probably put, I'm not really remembering for sure, but probably fraction towers, Cuisinier rods, okay, that kind of thing. And then representational needs to be a picture. So you could draw a picture Oh, and I told them for the for the concrete that they needed because I wasn't going to be there to see it. They needed to draw or write exactly what they did, so that I could go back and look at it. And then for the representational picture, so it might be a number line or it might be a picture of you know some other model or whatever. And then abstract means numbers, so a number sentence. Um, and and we've done that before three or four times, so it's not that process is not new to them. Um, the first class didn't get to it. No surprise. The <laughs> I, I said sarcastically. The second class got to it, and they didn't finish. Not everybody – I mean, some people had nothing on their paper, and some of them had only one of those. Some of them had all three of them, which is pretty typical. They were awesome. Like, just like her blog, where it was like different way, different way, different way, different way. There were so many different ways that they solved hmm. it. It was it was just outstanding. So at the last minute, while they were taking they're, – they're working on their um, benchmark benchmark tests, right? And so I was like, hmm, what, exactly what are we going to do? Because they're a little ahead of my class. So during the benchmark, I was kind of looking through them like, okay, what am I going to do with this? And there were so many that I wanted to share on the board because they're – ideas were so cool or their models were so cool that I'm like, they need to see every single one of these. And so I, not, not every single kid, but every single interesting idea. And I had at least like nine or 10 of them. So this is what I did. I took a picture with my cell phone. I got all this done within like 15 or 20 minutes. I took a picture with my cell phone, made it go to Google photos. Like I've been talking about, open the picture up on my screen, did a little snipping tool of it and plopped them into a Google slide file and I had like the, the heading that said concrete and then I had three slides that showed what different kids did concrete and then I had another slide representational I put three of their pictures in and another slide and instead of putting it on the board for them to look at and us to talk about because every time somebody's plenty of kids are checked out you know they're like oh I already know how to do this or oh I don't understand this problem so I'm just going to check out instead they had to look at it on their own screen with a partner and that was the difference like so they pulled up the the powerpoint and they had to go through it and talk about what they were seeing with their partner and you know they were they were attending to it. They'd be like, oh, I don't understand this one. And their partner would be like, oh, see what they did here. Or, oh, I see what they did in the model, but they wrote they wrote six, and really they meant six-thirds. Or, oh, they said I have four groups of three-fourths. Well, really it should be four groups of four-fourths. I mean, they were finding mistakes in each other's. Um, it was just it was just really, really cool. Um, I'll share the – I'll put the PowerPoint in there of their 
Because um, I might need it. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I think you should. Well, you should. If I should do the problem. Yeah. But and, then I should say, here are some samples of students that did the work. But why not do, why not put your own? Because it's just a lot of work to make, put the pictures in there. I guess it would just depend it on how on the fly minutes. I am. Yeah, but we're not taking benchmarks, and so yeah, I don't have 15 minutes. Yeah. We'll see. Oh. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, gotcha. if you really wanted to, you could do it and then show it to the next day. Yeah, that's what I, like you know. Yeah. Um, but I wish I could think about one of my like one of my really good ones I wanted to share. Well, there was one that um they didn't like they were all like i don't understand what's happening here like multiple groups were going i don't get this i don't get this but and it's a friend who often thinks a little bit differently from everybody else and whose ideas may not be as valued as highly as others it's just how it unfortunately works out but she drew um six stacks of two-thirds like like they were fraction towers going like so two-thirds two-thirds going all the way across and then she wrote on the second one she wrote split and two arrows going to one and three so all, what she's doing is she's splitting the second two-thirds into one-third and one-third and sending one-third over to this one and one-third oh. over to that one to make a stack so of compensation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she had drawn it a little. Her her labeling was a little weird because she didn't. She said split, but didn't say what she was splitting it into. And she wrote three, cross it out one. So she was meaning I've got three thirds, cross it out. That's one whole. But she wrote it as three, and so they got a little lost. But as soon as I saw the split thing, I was like, that was a great way to think about it. Another kid. Um, did his two third his stacks of two thirds like fraction towers, and wrote, put them one on top of each other and wrote one third and one third right inside the pieces. But then he butted them up, all right beside each other, so they're touching. So and he said, I saw this whole row of one thirds, as this though these six there were six there were six and so. It was two holes, and then there were six on the bottom, and it was two holes. And oh. that adding up of the ideas, that's the one where they were like, it's not six, it's really six-thirds. They, they corrected them on that one. But what was so cool is when we talked – we talked about it for just a short minute um, as a whole group because I wanted those, like, mistakes to be verbalized, you know. And the boy who sh- who talked about that one with the six on the top and the six on the bottom, it wasn't his. But he he was so kind, and he's not usually like that. <laughs> he goes, um, I just but first I just really want to say I really liked the way that they they modeled it, and they it was really easy for me to see those six going across. Like he really complimented the organization of the person's thinking. I was like, daggone! I don't <laughs> care what else you follow that up with. That was really really. Oh, he followed it up with you need to call it six thirds. Which, what a cool like way to approach it. Like give a he compliment. He was starting off with a compliment yeah. before he dashed there. I know. So I, I brought that up to the whole group. Okay, Ruth, so you got to help me. What's next? Do we have time to talk about what's next or is there time to go to school? Ah, pretty much time to go. Okay. So <laughs> um, I need to – do I just – well, no, I think I know what I should do. I think I should flip it and do one problem where it's a fraction times a whole number. Like Right. So you would run – you would complete two thirds of your six page paper or you would run two thirds of your six mile race and get Mm -hmm. hurt. But I'm not going to use the same problem. Not the same problems, but that, that idea. So it's got to be a problem where the whole number is a multiple of the denominator. And, but, and I think, that last one was good because it was a length model and it lended itself well to the length model. Shouldn't we pick something that's a set more a set model because that's a better way to model fraction oh. of a whole? Mm-hmm. So like eggs, two thirds of my carton of eggs busted. Right. Is that right? Is that where, is that a problem? Two thirds of 12? Mm-hmm. Or three-fourths of 12. I mean, it would be interesting if you did two-thirds of 12 and they could relate that to two-thirds of six. 
that they just figured out. Hmm. Like if they would remember or they would see kind of some kind of a relationship. But it is, it is a lot easier to break 12 into four, visually in a carton to break it into fourths. Let's mm-hmm. do that. Three-fourths. Wait, why is it easier? Mm, because they're arranged vertically in groups of three, right? How big carton of eggs are you working with? Twelve. A six oh, over right. six. So no, that's you're a a four, that's three six. eggs. That's not easy to see. If you're breaking a third, that's four eggs. That is easy to see. So I'm I'm picturing it like that, where that's fourths, where there's two on the top, two on the bottom. And you're saying thirds is like that, where yeah. it's a, a square four, square four. I just think I split them in half. Like the idea with fourths is that I can split them in half and split them in half again. Okay. I see now that you're doing a vertical and a horizontal split. Yeah. And I was trying to think like. Yeah. Well, well, they might do that. But I think I think anytime you work with fourths or eighths, the being able to start with half is better. Okay. What do you think? I think, yes. Do you think they're equally as easy? Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay. But I think, yeah. So which one should I do? You should do both of them and see which one works better. <laughs> like do one in one class and one in the other? Exactly. And see, yeah. just do a little it's action experiment. research. And yeah. And you could like blog about it and someone would know. Boom. Okay. Tracy said two, three, four, seven. Yeah. your blog <laughs> for eggs. Okay. It's decided. So my class is a whole day behind. So they haven't even done the ribbon problem. What's new? Um, but <laughs> sorry. Maybe we should cut that out. Um, Forget ribbons. We got eggs. Yeah. But Okay okay got it that's what i'm gonna do next and then we're gonna do one um we're gonna do one problem share their strategies again that worked really well and then next week we're going on a field trip (laughs) yay but it's fun yeah it is okay all right so we gotta go but do we have a takeaway i do okay it's not a takeaway but it's it's my math moment from this week since you didn't ask me yes um yesterday morning you were giving the idea of of Trip is working on measurement in school. And yeah. so our, his homework, I told him, while I'm taking my shower, you take this tape measure and measure a bunch of stuff on the table and tell me how long it is. Okay. And so when I got out, I could see that he had gotten into it. And so I told, you know, I said, oh, what'd you figure out? And he was showing me that, is it this pencil is seven inches long. Uh-huh. And this pen or whatever it was, or no, it was a, an Expo marker. This is five inches long. And something was a, something and a half inches long. He didn't round everything to the whole inch, uh-huh. but he did say something was half an inch long. And then... He started talking about the table, and he said, the table this direction is 45 inches long, and this direction is 54 inches long. Our table's square. And I was like, really? Let's measure it again. I said, you know, maybe you're right, but I think I think the table's square. Let's look at it again. And so the first time, he was like, 54. So he said, yeah. So the other way is 45, and we hold it out, and it's 54. He just inversed, reversed the numbers when uh-huh. he was writing it or reading it. Uh-huh. So, you know, we talked about that, and this, oh, okay, he got that. And then he had measured... One of the chairs, like from across the seat was how much, and from the top down was so much. And he had gotten like two or three measurements wrong. Yeah. And I, and I was like, no, well, look at this. And he was, you could see he was kind of like defeated, like, oh, I can't even measure. Yeah. And so I had gone to put my shoes on or whatever. And he came back. He said, Dad, I had it right. I just read the paper wrong. And like he had written, like when he was telling me how much stuff was, he was reading it off, like off the wrong part of the paper, but he had the right measurements somewhere else because he didn't label, you know, seat of chair is 35 inches uh, or back of chair is this many uh-huh. inches. He had just written down, you know, Number. the measurements maybe around the word chair or something. Uh-huh. I forget how he'd done it now, but it was like he was so excited when he realized I did measure it correctly. I just didn't tell you <laughs> yeah. the right numbers when you were asking me. So today when you do homeschool math, you need to talk about how, why a chart is important to yeah, organizing we'll your data. I thought about that, yeah. yeah. He knows how to. I mean, we did that when we did our Zeus on the loose thing. We like yeah. made or it just hard. you know right you know back of you know he had just like written a bunch of numbers down yeah. and was trying to remember what he had what cool. he had measured. Aren't you a good dad? I am. You must be listening to a math podcast. <laughs> you must be every blessed week. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag talking math with my kids. Yeah. How about you, Ruth? You got a takeaway? I'm gonna have to go with choral and chorus mm-hmm. have the same root word. Mm-hmm. Means if you misspell it, it's corral similar. counting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sometimes it feels like that. Yeah. Did you did you not do yours? Everybody out loud. I did not do everybody out loud. You did like now you now you mm-hmm. now you because when I taught summer school, 
that's what we did on the bus. That was when I got my bus license and we drove the kids to all these uh-huh. um, field trips and did math in real life. Yeah. And one of the things we did on the bus was today we're going to count by 28s. And so I showed them how you could add 30 and subtract two. Yeah. And Barf. everybody had to take their turn yeah. to count by 28s. Um, and so that's just how we did three-fourths because that was my prior knowledge. Mm-hmm. And now hmm, I have more knowledge. Yeah. There you go. The important part is really the noticing and wondering, mm-hmm. not the actual counting. Right. Yeah. Okay, we both learned something. Mine is the sandwich problem, and I'm gonna I'm gonna need to do it. Um, I'm I don't know. I've already have a plan today for after school, but I think maybe Monday we're gonna do this. Just a side note, I also had strips cut out that were all the same size that could have been sub sandwiches where you could have folded them and whatever. Yeah. Not one student used them. They're not huh. cool as like little clicking together blocks. You know, it was just yeah. I really thought that some of them would take me up on my offer of paper strips instead of drawing, but they didn't. Huh. I wonder why. So. Yeah. All right. Well, it's been fun. Um, we still probably aren't going to run tomorrow. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you on the run next week. How okay. about that? Sounds All good. All right. <laughs>